Well, to be fair, and you can tell Stanley Kubrick this. To to be fair, we had just watched Endgame, and we come home. He's like, "Let's start watching Uh this movie," and I'm like, "Oh my god, what what is this? Total downer." Was a little less action. There was definitely no Chris Evans in this movie, and I was very disappointed about it. Mm. I don't know that whatever guy who was Dave wasn't an unhandsome man. Dave, I did like Dave. Dave was okay. He was all right. Yeah. Well, I like Dave, all right. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. And welcome back to RTFB, our book slash movie club podcast. This is Travis, and today's episode is a bit special, as today we'll be progressing from the book into the slash movie section of the podcast. Not only will Chris, other Chris, and I be reviewing the film version of 2001 A Space Odyssey, but we'll be getting a bit of help from the lovely and talented Danielle to do so. Danielle did not read along with us. In fact, she refused to read along. And as such, she'll be representing the general film audience, coming into the film without any other background knowledge to help us determine how well the story stands up on its own. So I suppose this goes without saying, but if you're trying to avoid spoilers, you should have watched the movie by now. Otherwise, let's rejoin our conversation already in progress. Before we get too into our in-depth and really intense analysis of this movie, we have a special guest, Danielle. Hey. She's our movie virgin today. I she's, wish I had remained that way. She's avoided the book at all costs and <laughs> the movie, so she gives an unbiased take on the film. But before we talk about that, we have to do our getting to know you quiz. Oh my god. Our Cosmo quiz. It's required. Wherein I will give you options. Alright. Of one thing or another. Okay. You just tell me which one you'd like all right. more than the other one. And that gives everyone listening a chance to decide whether they should completely discount your opinion or not. Okay. Feel free to elaborate if you want, but you don't have to. Great. All right. Coffee or tea? Tea. Oh, by the way, I'm reusing a lot of some, the ones that we had. A lot more than Mm -hmm. I thought until I went back and was listening to the, uh... Well, I mean, you should for... Yeah. It's like the control, right? Yeah. So you said tea? Yeah. Okay. Pho or pho? Which way do you say it? Oh, which way do I say it? Because I don't like it. <laughs> say fuh. Fuh. Yeah. Call me or text me? Text. Oh my god, don't call me. Driver or passenger? Uh, a passenger. I don't like driving. Las Vegas or New York? Oh. I think Las Vegas. Okay. I mean, it's hard. I like both of those. Because of the nudity? Yes, for the nudity. Mm-hmm. Uh, lay on the beach or city sightseeing for vacation? Lay on the beach. Spring thunderstorm or winter snowstorm? Ugh. Winter snowstorm, because it probably isn't going to be baseball-sized hail. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Donald Trump or a little, literal railroad spike in the eye? A literal railroad sp- spike in the eye. Good. Yeah. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Chalk- well, it depends. Whoa. 
I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I like I like the the Star Wars movies. Okay, mm-hmm. and I like the Star Trek movies. Okay, That's... but I don't want to watch the Star Trek show. I don't think you understand. You have to pick one. Yeah, I guess I just got to pick Star Trek because I like uh, Chris Pine. Okay. I like Chris Pine better. All right. Chopped or Top Chef? Top Chef. Vampire Diaries or the originals? Vampire Diaries, of course. Of course. Of course. DuckTales or Rescue Rangers? DuckTales. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> or Final Fantasy X? Was that the one that I watched too? Final you watched Fantasy? both of these with Luna. That's yes. Final Fantasy. Uh, uh, I kind of like that Final Fantasy X. Yeah, yeah, I think that one. Okay, Oxford comma or yes. complete anarchy. An- Oxford comma. Okay, Pride and Prejudice or Bridges Jones Diary. Like the book or the movie? You can ch- choose both. Oh, like for the for the movies, I want to watch the Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley like a hundred times a okay. day. Okay. Yeah. Hunger Games or Divergent. Oh. I like Divergent because I had four. Okay. Yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch or Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, mm-hmm. for sure. It's an unpopular opinion with this group, apparently. Really? <laughs> we only watched the one episode of the other one. I, know. I don't really think we have an opinion, but. <laughs> Family Guy or Futurama? Uh, Family Guy. Richard Harris, Michael Gambon, or Jude Law Dumbledore? Uh, the. the... Middle guy, Richard <laughs> Richard Gambon. He was the one that Michael played Michael Gambon. He played most of the yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah. Okay, Chris Pine or Chris Hemsworth? Uh, I think I think I like Chris Hemsworth better. Chris Pratt, <coughs> Chris Pratt or Chris Evans? Chris Evans, duh. Chris Ham or Chris Jacobson? Oh no! Don't actually answer that. Both. That's high. Movie theater or home theater? Movie theater. It's got the popcorn. Handmaid's Tale or Big Little Lies? Handmaid's Tale. Ben Affleck Daredevil or Ben Affleck Batman? Oh, Ben Affleck Batman for sure. He's a silver fox now. <laughs> Wizard of Oz or Wicked? Uh, Wicked? I don't really like either of them. Okay. Jurassic Park or E.T.? I like Jurassic World. No, that's not one of the options. <laughs> I guess Jurassic Park. Okay, what if it's the ride? Oh, the ride? Mm-hmm. Oh, then it's E.T. Okay. Okay, uh, Jumanji or Skyscraper? For your rock movies. For my rock? Mm-hmm. Probably Jumanji, but Probably. I liked Skyscraper too. Okay, well very good. You, you didn't take like any notes or anything on that? No, so. it's not for me. Oh. It's for the people listening. I already knew the answers to these when I wrote them down, mostly. <laughs> Alright. Probably should discount my opinion. <laughs> yes, <sir>. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to I don't know, you had some good choices in there. <laughs> Whenever you picked uh, Vampire Diaries instead of the originals, everyone else just tuned down. Like, yeah, yeah. This lady's worthless. Oh, but... uh, actually, I agree with her on the Vampire Diaries, though. <laughs> no, but they had the British he did vampires in the original. They did, but the but Vampire Diaries had Ian Summerholder, and man, he could eye act. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yep. He did a lot of eye acting. he can. <laughs> Alright, guys, so, before we uh, discuss... In detail, in general, Danielle, how did you like this movie, 2001? Mm. You've never seen it before, right? Yeah, I never saw it before. Are you going to see it again? No. And I, I wish I hadn't seen it. <laughs> what didn't you like about it? Everything. Everything. It was just so boring. Boring? It was. And also, I don't have any idea what happened. Like, it ended, and I'm like, I'm more confused than ever. What do you think happened? I don't know. No, you had to guess. <clears throat> 
I don't know. I think that was, uh, what's his name? Dave? Yeah. I think it was Dave at the end. Okay. Being, like, old and then, like, being a baby and going back to Earth somehow. But I don't, could not tell you how that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to read about it on my phone and Travis wouldn't let me. So, <laughs> I literally have no idea. Literally no idea. I didn't realize that the monkeys and the moon time were, like, not the same time. I thought this was, <laughs> I thought this was happening. I was kind of looking at my phone during that part, so I didn't see that. <laughs> I thought it was around the same time, but it wasn't. That did amuse me, because we were watching the whole movie. She's like, so the monkeys are on this planet? <laughs> it I was really Earth the whole the time. Mon- yeah. At the yeah. end, I was like, are the monkeys on Jupiter? <laughs> are they going to be there? Like, I feel like the monkeys should be back, mm-hmm. but they, they were not, and that was sad. Yeah. It's oh. going to end with a big fight between the monkeys and the people. It would have been a good ending. No, between the monkeys and the space babies. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Monkeys, people, and space, basically. Um, I don't know why we needed so much laser tag. <laughs> like, <laughs> have no yeah, idea. Yeah, like ten minutes of that. Yeah, it was just la- laser tag. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Where are we going? There's his eye, I guess. Yeah. Can't be good for it. Yeah. So do you have any general questions that you feel like you need to explain from the story? Yeah, like, what was the story? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Could you, could you please... Summarize the entire okay. movie for me, okay. please. Do you feel like uh, <laughs> the movie gave you any sort of clues what happened? No. At all? No. Okay. No. Yeah. I feel I was, it's it's a movie that rewards careful observation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Even you had to read this book. Still, like the that? thing that I thought when I saw it, my immediate comment after I finished it was like. Well, I'm glad that I read the book because that space baby just kind of comes without any context. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, what the fuck is this for? Exactly. Why correct. is there a giant baby floating above the it's, earth? It's visual storytelling. You see him, like, you know, in his deathbed, and then you see the monolith appear, and then you see the space baby. Like, he yeah, transforms I mean, kinda, him into the yeah. space baby. Yeah, yeah but still One, two, three. Not a totally lot of context simple. for people. <laughs> You know, or details as to why that might be important as well. Other than, hey, look, the monolith made him into a space baby. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a visual Wait. metaphor. Wait, the what made him into yeah. a space baby? The hump? Okay, you remember the black monolith? <coughs> the, like, bar above the planet? I thought that was just, like, a trick of the camera because it was filmed so long ago. I'm like, this is just poor oh. filming. That was, <laughs> that was a thing? <laughs> yes, that's the monolith. Yeah. No. Uh, it's throughout the whole movie. Oh, that's the black thing. Yeah. Oh, oh. Some of the understanding okay. was uh, hampered because we did break the movie across two weekends. So we watched the monkey part and then stopped and then came back to it again. So that whole thing was like disconnected. I think you kind of need that reminder. That would make of, Here's the big black bar in front of all the monkeys. And then yeah. it helps to remember that, you know, it was a thousand years later and not just monkeys are somewhere else. Like some weird space planet, but well, yeah. I'm a I'm of a similar mind uh, as both of you, Chris's. In that while I was watching it, the end scene, I'm like, I would be completely lost without having the book background. But with that baseline, I can s- c- kind of connect the dots visually, like the way they right. had him looking at all the different versions of himself. So he kind of got in the habit of knowing, like, oh, that's him. Oh, and that's him. And that's him. Yeah. So you still kind of have to make the leap at the end of Space Baby. I mean, like, that must be him, too. But I think right. even, uh, even at the time, if you were 
you know, into those kind of more artsy types of visual storytelling, you could probably make the right assumption based on that. Um, how did he get the uh, spaceship into the room without wrecking whatever that was? Yeah. It was just in the, the room. magic of the monolith. Yeah. Mm. Alien technology. Do that. Yeah. yeah. It's super advanced alien tech. And he just lived by himself forever. Well, yeah, physically. In, in like a hamster cage, essentially. That's yeah. what it was like. They were mm-hmm. running on a hamster wheel. Yeah. 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 Um, Their way of acclimating him into evolution. When we read that part of the book, uh, I felt completely lost. But uh, the movie, I felt even more lost. So, mm-hmm. like, even with them explaining in the books, like, actually what they're doing is pulling him through space. And actually what they're doing is setting up this right. environment for him. Because here's what happened to them. Yeah, just yeah. Well, he's just the first him, human the to time. go. Well, I think it could have been for any human that made it out there. That was the test. Is my assumption is they had to find the monolith on the moon and then go out to Jupiter or Saturn in the book and find the stuff out there. And that's like, oh hey, look, you passed the test, so now we're going to take you and evolve you. So I guess essentially you can evolve the rest of humanity and come meet us or something. Maybe uh, who knows. Well, what what did the what role did this computer play? Like, why did this computer Ow. want to murder everyone? Yeah, we can, get, well, we can get into that detail. Yeah, yeah. I, like I mean, I they do like when we were reading the book. I was I we talked about this, and I was always surprised at how little role Hal actually plays, other than his main role in the full book length story stuff. Like, he's responsible for killing people, no doubt. But like in the movie, he's like the prime. Like, dude, essentially, they're working that loop. Right. You know, the bad guy. Yeah. And he's in it a lot longer than he is in the book. Right. And it's it's still for the same reasons. I, don't, I can't remember if they talk about it in the movies much, but Hal basically just kind of goes crazy. Because he can't handle uh, having the full mission and not telling the, all the crew and stuff, so. So he kills them all. Well, except for the yeah. one. And he tried. He, he, had, up he had a psychological eyes. break. Yeah. So they they should have given Hal some medicine, but I guess they didn't think that would happen, you know. So they didn't send any with them to give him computer Prozac. Yeah, <laughs> he needed a therapist too, but that wasn't available on the ship. Yeah. Hal. Yeah. Yeah, it did kind of feel like the movie at least was like this is, you know, visual and physical and more easy to ground yeah. yourself into. So. It did yeah. kind of just feel like it took a big right turn after Hal was done. Mm. So yeah. it was That's kind that. of weird to juxtapose the two things where you're like, here's a very physical threat to our main character, and then here's a very, well, probably even more physical and existential threat, but not as grounded in any sort of, like, uh, usual narrative. So Right. So Maybe that's to help us try to be like, feel like Dave would feel like, I don't know what the fuck this is and what's happening to me and uh-huh. all stuff beyond us, but until they make him into Space Baby, he can't understand it. So. Right. Yeah, and then they conveniently cut it off there so we don't get to understand it. But Yeah. Well, you, you couldn't. If, right. if you saw that's the thing, we couldn't you wouldn't understand, understand it. it anyway. True. Yeah. I mean, I did see it and I don't understand it, so case in point. <laughs> is it because we aren't yeah. involved? Should we be more yeah, involved to understand this movie? <laughs> they failed. Yeah, if well, you don't understand... I think Cooper is trying to make us make feel things yeah, the most. 
the the point is that that uh, the aliens have such advanced technology that no human is capable of understanding it. So what he yeah. was seeing is totally abstract, probably because a they didn't have the technology at the time to film what uh, uh, what we were actually meant to be seeing, right. and uh, two because even if they could have filmed what we were meant to be seeing. Uh, we still shouldn't have been able to understand it. Like it isn't. It isn't that they did a poor job filming it. It's it's that we literally are not supposed to understand it. It's beyond humanity's yeah, yeah. ability to grasp what was what was occurring. Yeah. What right. Are they supposed to be seeing? Exactly. Oh, you didn't read about yeah. this in the book? Like, well, I mean, uh, he gets pulled along into space a whole bunch, <laughs> transported like really far away. I, I am kind of sad they couldn't put in the whole, like, derelict ancient spaceport, because that would have been fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he basically just gets pulled away in hyper-transport and, and gets turned into the space baby in the book. Being around a, what, a binary star system for that transformation? I can't remember now. Yeah. And we talk a lot about kind of what he's seeing, a little bit of what he's feeling about it, and right. stuff like that. There's a lot of but, then, but before that, too, they had a short chapter on what happened to the aliens who made the monoliths. Right. Uh, yeah, so they, they evolved, and they don't need bo- the aliens don't have bodies anymore, and their technology maybe kind of reflects some of this now. I guess they still get, send out, like, programming codes to them. I don't know. Yeah. Or they just gave them the monoliths, everything they needed. But, yeah, so they bring that up beforehand, so when... And how like they store their memories and stuff like in what was it? I can't remember now. It's like lat patterns, something like that. Light pattern, you know. So, so we found that black thing with monkeys, and then we found it on the moon. Like, what, what was it doing there? Did it do anything with people there? You remember when the uh, people went down and took a selfie with it? Yeah. And then they made that really loud noise. Yeah. It was a big signal to start up the other one. Uh, yeah, its purpose was to be discovered, and then get light and send out a signal. But the monkeys. Yeah, monkeys. Did they go? Did they get to go? The monkeys were all <laughs> well, eventually. They yeah. became people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they became. And I kind of wish they could have talked about that, <laughs> like they did in the book about how the monolith actually talked to them a bit and like gave them tests. And they, I feel like they kind of hinted at some of it. Like all of a sudden, they just have this understanding now. of, Oh, I can eat this animal, and it'll be better for me. And well, it, again, they they do it they do it visually, right? Like they, yeah. there's a shot like, where they're they're cutting back and forth between like one of the monkeys has a bone. It cuts back to the monolith, showing like its influence. Essentially, yeah, he's remembering the monolith, and he's seeing the bone, and he's having like this uh, this creativity sort of burst, right. and discovers that he can use it to smash shit up. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I did kind of like the, just the raw nature of, especially before the Mount came, really instilling that sense of, hey, these are ape people and they're scared of the world because it's scary out there. There's jaguars and crap that wants to eat you and other stuff, and we're just huddling in the dark. <laughs> I, I, I actually really like that, uh, first of all, the, the, uh, the children of the ape people were just chimps. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, thought that was, I thought that was adorable. 
<laughs> right. Um, and and I also I also wanted to point out like the people actually in the costumes and like their movements and stuff like before and after sort of the influence you can see them kind of standing more upright yeah. and yeah. stuff like that like it it was really interesting to me yeah mm-hmm. so uh, let's get into some more detail about it I want to back up just a little bit into the movie and to the very beginning just because. Uh, I think, you know, Kubrick's a very detail-oriented Ten director. minutes of blackness. Yeah. Ten minutes of blackness. <laughs> he does everything for a reason. Whether it's effective or not uh, is questionable sometimes. But I was ready to bow out at that yeah. point, so. <laughs> <laughs> Opening with the blank screen and just having, like, an actual overture I thought was really interesting, although I think all of us... We're checking our watch and be like, is it really four I was. minutes of this? Like, <laughs> I was on my phone. I, was I mean, it's, it's I was a like, very, uh, it to be? I don't remember. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very old style of uh, film, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I, didn't Tarantino do this in uh, Hateful Eight? Or maybe that was just in the Roadshow version <laughs> that I saw. But I, I think he included an overture in that movie and right. an intermission. Yes, mm. he did. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's just kind of a it's kind of a throwback, right? Like the the mm-hmm. overture is supposed to be like everyone's still filing into the movie theater and finding their seats, right? Right. You know, like it's that's that's time. what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it did uh, remind me of going to the uh, St. Andrew's Dollar movie oh, when I was a kid, and guy. the guy had the organ up front. Yeah, he played the Adams mm-hmm. Family while we were all getting our popcorn and stuff. I I knew a guy who was a uh, a silent film piano player. Oh yeah. Yeah, like he he did this as like a hobby, and so like that's that's why that organ was in that uh, movie theater. I think just again like a throwback to an older time. Yeah. Well, she showed me half the plane because they didn't have soundtracks. So, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like here's the musical score. Stay with the movie. <laughs> yep. Here's just a preview of what kind of stuff you're gonna hear later, which I I ended up appreciating, but I did have to think for a second. Like, does it is it broken? Like, bye. <laughs> uh, I had the problem too for a minute. My sound wasn't on, so I just thought it was just a black screen. I'm like, oh wait, music here. <laughs> so I also, uh, I also thought it was kind of cute because we were listening to the music, and Daniel was listening mm-hmm. to the theme from 2001: A Space Opera or Space Odyssey. <laughs> She's like, huh? It's kind of like Star Warsy. Like, this seems like a callback. I'm like, no, this is from this. I thought it was from Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> this movie, this music is from this movie. That music was wasted on that movie. It should have been for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched a YouTube video about that the other day. There's an original score that was half developed by another guy that Kubrick had worked with on some other movies. So they were going to use him at first, but it didn't have the tones that Kubrick wanted for his movie. It was actually more like a beady notes and. Mm-hmm much more linked together and stuff. And Kubrick's like, no, 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 this isn't going to work. Yeah. Sorry, man, we're not going to use your score. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do something different. And the guy went to the premiere and was like, damn it, man, you didn't use any of the music I did? <laughs> Like, none of it? And yet you still invited me. Okay. I think... But, like, uh, they put it out. You can get it and, like, listen to it. Interesting. It's really different. It's like someone's original 2001 score or something. I have to find it in my YouTube history. But I thought that was neat, too, that conflicting visions between the director and like the original guy for the music and 
they didn't use his music at all. So yeah, I, I remember I remember reading something about this a long time ago, and I don't know if it's right or not, but I I recall that uh, basically what happened was uh, they had like a rough cut of the movie, and they just used. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, classical music. They just put classical music in as like a placeholder. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then they decided that actually that worked better than the music that right. they were uh, yeah. writing. And so they just went with it. For it does. If they're playing like the beginning part, the transition between the turning bone to the ships and then the ship matching up with the space station and how that works much better as it is as a waltz. So the yeah. Two bodies matching exactly. each other in a dance, then the original score they were going to use for that would have had it, would have made it feel. So I'm like, well, yeah, you know, it definitely worked. Mm-hmm. I want to see it with a, uh, with a John Carpenter score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is that, you know, John Carpenter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Elm Street. I don't really watch yeah. those movies, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Good stuff. I would like to see it with a Chris Columbus score, like Harry Potter. Yes. Uh, It'd be more hilarious. Or the Game of Thrones score. Oh, that would have made it times better. <laughs> <laughs> also, if Jon Snow was in there or something, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, some piece of eye candy would have helped Daniel a lot. <laughs> Dave was all right, but like, he's the only one, and he could not carry it on his own. But uh, you're, not, you're not into <laughs> sentient computers? <laughs> Kit Harrington just put his face on Dave Bowman, uh-huh. and... <laughs> I, yeah, did I, know, like, I, mean, I did like Hal. I'm like, that guy's like not very nice, and I kind of dig it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, he's just murdered all those guys, and I'm into he's, it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a bad boy. He yeah. really was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that I also want to mention about the score before we move on to more stuff in plot detail is uh, not only letting the score kind of breathe, but Cooper is also not afraid to use the soundtrack to also kind of assault you. Yeah. Like, not just uh, set the tone, but put you in an uneasy state or subtly manipulate your emotions so that when you're in a tense situation, you don't find any comfort in the actual soundtrack. Like, they're trying mm-hmm. to fix the, the not broken unit on the antenna, and you have to listen to that guy breathing and... Which I hate. Yeah. The weird, panicky tone, like Shepard's tone that's going on the whole time, like, really, really frustrating. And I guess intentionally so. But yes. even in the uh, the Dawn of Man scenes, like, monkey noises became, like, very grating and annoying to me very quickly. Like, yeah. about 20 <laughs> seconds of monkey noise, I'm like, all right. Like, I, yes, I get it. <laughs> like, I know. Right. Okay. Like, oh. Yes. Too much monkey noises. Too much laser tag. <laughs> That's what I, I would cut that out. Yeah. And uh, specifically on the Don and Man part, uh, I remembered watching it the first time back in high school. I don't remember it being such a long part. And when we were reading the book, I'm like, oh, there's right. a lot of extra detail in here. That's kind of cool. But then watching it, I'm like, oh no, it's all in here. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. some of the things, like they did talk about the leopard helping them invent takeout. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how they would have done that visually, but. What? You, they had when you listen to that podcast, it'll make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Don, when you go back and spend hours listening to our podcast, which you I'm definitely, definitely will. I'm definitely going to do it. Please do. <laughs> I'm going to read, on, uh, I'm gonna read but, the plot on my phone when we're done with this so that I can get a better understanding. Put all the effort into explaining it for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
joked in the recording said we just have instead of reading the book we just read Wikipedia and then talk about that instead. So. <laughs> it's quicker. It's more efficient. You can do a lot more with your time. So anyway, yeah. Um, the smash cut to space, the shuttle to the the moon. I thought it was really cool. Uh, a lot of the physical effects they did in camera to make it simulate being weightless. Mm-hmm. You know, Apollo 13 actually flew into flew into low Earth orbit to make it look zero g, but they had to like trick you a lot of different ways to get that same thing. And like, I think a lot of us today are looking at it like, okay, well, it's just a big hamster wheel he's running on. But hamster doesn't have a p in it, by the way. All right, I don't need you to. I just that's just check my notes. <laughs> that's just it bothering not. me. If you could remove that p uh, so that I don't have to see that red line anymore. I type this at three in the morning. Uh, right. <laughs> So much better now. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start spelling it that way. This is gonna be. <laughs> <thing. laughs> I ask him how to spell penguin. Penguin sometimes has a Q when I spell it. Penguin. 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 penguin? Anyway, penguin. Uh, so I liked that the space shuttle was a Pan Am branded space shuttle, and that they mm-hmm. had Hilton branded hotels in space. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered to myself what the... that might cost. I missed that completely. There were Hilton hotels in space. Yeah, they're sitting in that room yeah. in the background. The wall said. There Hilton. was another one, I think, too. Like further down the way, you could see like an office thing for like a tour company. Yeah. And then all the all the Russians too, since they're supposed to be like Soviets, all their little travel bags said Aeroflot on them. You know the the Soviet oh, airlines, all stuff like they would have seen in an airport. Their their phone calls were very expensive, and I'm glad that we had that. <laughs> yeah, that was a really was, important part to watch pay, this little girl put her hand in her butt. Who would? <laughs> well, it was. I mean, it's to show look how future this is. He's doing a video phone, and I'm and I'm like I'm watching this stuff. I'm like, yep, we can do that, and our shit's a lot better than what they have there. And it this imagining of the future from 50 years ago. It doesn't cost us a dollar seventy to do either. That was really yeah, expensive I mean, back no. in the day. To, to be fair, our technology in 2001, uh, the actual 2001, fair. was not as good. No, no it was not. <laughs> it is in 2019, though. Yes. And I guess maybe the high cost, like, I remember my mom telling me, because, you know, she was all fancy and did a year abroad in Italy back in back then, like, making a phone call was just super expensive. Yeah. And you could only talk for, like, really afford to talk for, like, two minutes. Right. And it was just hard to do, and so I think they're trying to capture, oh, look, it's like international travel, but into space, not right. just to, like, Europe. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. I remember using a calling card when I was in Europe to call home, and it was, like, super complicated coding, and then it took forever to ring yeah. through, and it could only talk for, like, 15 <laughs> minutes before you used up your $20. So. Right. Yeah. Well, it taught me that 2001 oh. people uh, didn't watch their children, because where was the mother? Like, not there. <laughs> Kids like, gosh, she's not around. I have to answer the phone. Uh, wasn't the nanny in the house or something, and she just wouldn't go get her? I can't remember now. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of like mid-century stuff going on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of like uh, all time either. I got to stay home by myself sometimes. Like, hey, do we want to reshoot this? Set? No, okay. <laughs> I guess we're moving on then. There's some great top-notch child acting from the little girl who is clearly focused on mom off-screen. Right, clearly. Her hand was in her butt. I kind of like their, like, future suits, too. Because looking at them, like, there's, like, no buttons on them, except for, like, they have, like, giant cufflinks or something. Yeah. But they look kind of comfortable. Like, they're made out of, like, not as 
3D material. I don't know, but... Well, if you recall from the books, no one has worn two-button suits for at least four years. That's true. <laughs> They're so out of time. I don't even know what suits you're talking about. Like, I can't even picture what they were wearing in that scene. It looked very 60s to me. Yeah, it was very 60s yeah, suits yeah. without buttons to make it be the future. Yeah. But, uh... And with the furniture and all that stuff. I like the... A lot of um, the show not tell of those scenes. Yeah, it's just like here's just stuff, and you can make up what this might actually be. But here's some liquid corn, just yep. your corn yeah. straw. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did not want to view them eating this food. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I did. I did appreciate like, eh. the, like there was uh, in you know in the book there was like a paragraph detailing how he had to reread the instructions for the toilet and they captured that in like you know a 3 second cut yes yeah. like here's the instructions here's him looking at the instructions i wanted to know what the instructions actually said what did they say you should read the book no <laughs> no it's right here read the fucking book <laughs> oh you said the thing oh that's that's the thing yeah are we all yep, supposed to go we... crazy like Pee Wee's Playhouse now? <laughs> Secret word. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Yeah, we sp- uh, or just listen to the podcast when it comes out. We spent a lot of time talking about rotating zero G toilets, so I was really <laughs> glad that they made it into the film. Yeah. Yep. I was. I made cap letters notes about the zero G toilet. <laughs> showing up yep. <laughs> they kept with the Velcro shoes too for yes. the space flight attendants. And they looked just as awkward as I expected. Like, yeah, exactly. To talk about how they're going to keep them upright so it doesn't look as weird, but they look pretty, pretty weird anyway. Yeah, they kind of had to prance around to make it work. Suction cupping their way yeah. down the aisles to give you your peanuts or whatever. Yeah, because um, back then they weren't concerned about allergies. <laughs> right. No one had allergies yet. No one had them yet. Yeah, come on. <laughs> they had been invented by the government. Too much ass. <laughs> Did I say that? Daniel's reading ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm reading his notes. I need to uh, phone this monitor away from the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm distracted. See, so, yeah, they still have the space meeting in the moon. On the moon. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember them being as explicit in the book about the uh, the outbreak on the moon being a cover story for TMA Stroke mm-hmm. One. Yeah, they did. Well, they talk about it. Yeah, but... they did. Yeah, I remember they him asking about it. I think it was more of the, oh, my Russian friend has heard about this already or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he shouldn't have known about it yet, but I don't know. Or more details, I can't remember now. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, Danielle did correctly guess TMA1 was too much ass one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because just 15 minutes later, then we get nice shots of Dave's ass running on the hamster wheel. So. <laughs> yep. That's what it was. I thought it was Frank that was running. Short. Oh, it might have been. I don't know. He was not as good. It was one of the dudes. But it, it was, there was too much of it. There were a lot of short, short it. shots, though. There were, yeah. they were in very short Boxing. Mm-hmm. Running and boxing. Like, it was really awkward. Hey, it's CrossFit. I guess that was exercise in the 60s. <laughs> so, uh, af- after this, you need to watch the uh, Mystery Science Theater yes. movie. They do have a good callback to that. Yeah. In the Mystery Science Theater movie. It's got Mike. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. Where he riffed it. No, no, no. It's just a callback. They riffed oh, a different movie. They should have riffed this, for sure. There's, there's <laughs> too much blank space. I don't yeah. think they could do enough with oh, it. Oh, they could. They could. We did okay. We did fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm not even a professional. Maybe I should be. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
they uh, take their space picnic to Titan Magnetic Anomaly 1. Was it Titan? Titan? Tycho. Tycho. Tycho? Yeah. Uh, I liked their little coolers of stuff, because they're like, we, right. just, we just left the base. Do you want a sandwich or something? Like, oh, yeah, they were eating <laughs> like, the, the Do you want chicken or ham? Like, I'll have a ham, please. They, they had all the liquid stuff, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, do you want a sandwich? It's like, what are you eating that liquid <laughs> stuff for? You have sandwiches the whole time. Well, I guess well, they only really need the liquid when they're flying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, but I, I did also like that they, they, again, called back to something that was more detailed in the book, that like essentially all this stuff is actually made from algae. Yeah. So, like, it's not actual ham. It's, like, weird plant ham. Oh, yeah. Yuck. And there was, like, one kind of throwaway line in there, like, oh, it's getting better all the time, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. like, like, oh, this you can hardly ham, tell like, it's not real ham. Right. Near enough. Right. And who took the time to, like, cut the crust off the bread? Like, I feel like the... No, that's the, how they grow in space. The bread. That's how they yeah. grew it. Space, space bread has no crust. <laughs> yeah. it it's crust. not baked. It's Especially just if they don't bake it, yeah. Yeah. They don't bake it. If they just kind of warm it, they wouldn't have a crust. It's it's just kind of a fungus that looks like bread or something. I don't know. Mushrooms. I don't think I could go to space. Um, Sounds really gross. (laughs) I would die. I would eat that shit. Yeah. So space picnic. They find the obelisk. Monolith. They take a selfie. They take a selfie. The space signal goes off and it hurt my goddamn ears. I know, right? I had to mute that. Yeah. Because it's one of those things, they just let it, like, like you're going to just sit with this, and you're going to start to get a little bit alarmed. It sounded like the emergency broadcast system, like, is yeah. something happening for real? Yeah. It, sound, it sounded like Lavos. <laughs> yeah, but, the other people, my roommates, like, were hanging out in the garage, and it was, like, so loud and alarm when they came in, and go, what's going on? Is this a smoke detector? I'm like, no, it's not <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, now you know how to get everyone's attention. Yeah. Right. Just play that scene. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's where we had to take our first unscheduled intermission. Because that thank God. We had to go get the kids from daycare and stuff, but also <laughs> Daniel was pretty much done for the day. I was done for the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh so so your your kids didn't watch the movie? No. Oh my god. Uh, I mean it's PG but force them to sit it. down and get culture. This is a PG movie? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Here? I mean, I, I don't usually choose to watch PG movies. I, I'd rather have some more. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have PG thirteen back then. So. That's true. Yeah. It, was it would have been a little more interesting if they had showed a little of that ass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Maybe they should have. They didn't. They didn't learn that until the eighties. I think. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, you have a sci-fi movie. We need to show people in like skimpy costumes. Right. It's a missed opportunity. Yeah. For they need sure. to drop their one f bomb. Yeah. We'll use that to create PG thirteen, and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that made for Indiana Jones, like in Temple of Doom? Isn't that what they made that for? I can't yes. remember. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I learned that in trivia from Jason. That's true. Oh, that's true. Good job, Chris. Good job, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if you could put the one fuck in this movie, where would you put it to keep it PG thirteen? Um, I uh, mean, when <laughs> ladies first. I think it should have gone where, like, Hal was like, yeah, you're not coming back on. You don't have your hat. Sorry. <laughs> and then he's just sat there looking angry. He should have been like, fuck. <laughs> That's a good choice. Pretty good. So I was going to put it maybe when he sees uh, Frank's body floating by. But they have to have a head slap like, fuck. He didn't even see things that he was floating by. He's like, well, gotta go. I guess I gotta go figure out this. Uh-huh. 
Wasn't yep, even gotta go try and get him. I don't know. Other Chris? Man, I don't know. I'm having a hard time finding a place that a fuck would actually benefit this movie. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, Deliberate Silence actually works better than oh. the fuck in, like, all cases. See, he's taking the high road. Mm, I think there's always <laughs> a fuck in there. I would have put it in one of the tapers in the beginning when the first one got smashed in the head with a bone. Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> put the monkeys in a little, yeah. in a little thought bubble <laughs> or you could put it when the space baby comes back to earth yeah just, oh fuck was like, it this the space place again? Come on. It? or someone on the ground like looking up like oh fuck space baby yep. maybe maybe when he uh, breaks his goblet on the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> just right there oh uh, yeah <laughs> just silently to himself like oh fuck yep. <laughs> it did make a mess yeah, and so, then the alien overseers kill him. They don't like profanity. <laughs> Listen, I, guys, I don't like a mess. You're out. Yeah, you failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. Yeah. So, some observations from the early Jupiter mission. They have BBC Twelve then. Yes, they so do. They predicted more cable, but not Sky Network apparently. Yeah. Nope. I mean, that's, nope. that's kind of the okay. same extrapolation that they do in, like, like Back to the Future 2, where right. it's like, what is it, Jaws 24 or right. something? Yeah, something like that. We're way behind that. In holographic yeah. 3D. Or... <laughs> I wish they would have made that already. Like, they made yeah. the, the magnetic Nikes that self-lace. Like, they should make Jaws 24 just as the right? Yeah, the I agree. Yeah. I, I they kind of made a hoverboard, too. They sort of mm-hmm. did. They made things that were called a hoverboard, at least. It didn't actually hover. I was, break I was thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> like, how can you call this a hoverboard? That's not even a pretending of hovering. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, like, uh, a car company made a, uh, they made an actual, like, uh, magnetic levitation hoverboard. It had oh, to work yeah, on, like, yeah. a track, but... Oh, yeah, that's right, they did. Yeah. That. And somebody made one with, what, like, the giant fans or something, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like ten years ago, I think someone did that, but that was just for fun. Yeah, um, I appreciated that we got to see Frank's birthday party. Mm-hmm. His parents like let's light all the candles and now let's make a call and they're gonna burn the house down. <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. I was I was about to pause and count the candles to make sure we figured out how old he was because in the book he has a birthday party and then dies before they even tell you how old he is. But we don't really care how old he is, honestly. It seemed like a fucking lot of candles, though. It did. Seemed a lot older than he actually probably should have been. Yeah. Well, I think I think again that's like a callback to the technology, right? Like yeah. people are just younger looking because you know um, that that's how well, it works. If he's a little older and doesn't have kids, I mean that's fine if he gets too much radiation and can't have them. Right. So yeah, I'm sure he put some stuff in storage before he left. Oh, definitely. <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah, he had his pharmaceutical um, aids. <laughs> yeah. This is more callbacks to something you didn't hear. But. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, can we talk about the scene where Howell is talking to Dave and he's expressing concerns about the mission? Like, that struck me as. That's uh, red flag number one. Like, well, as a human, you should have been like, this computer is concerned and well, he you shouldn't was... have these feelings. He was he was baiting him, right? Like that was the point. It was a psychological test. That like uh, he correctly figured it out that he was he was just checking to make sure that he 
uh, didn't actually have any reservations about the mission. Like it was, it was all part of his uh, job on the ship, basically, mm-hmm. to make sure yeah. that the human crew members are holding it together. Right. Well, he broke them. He failed. <laughs> he broke. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I don't think that was necessarily his intention to start out. Like I think because of the way that no. they reacted to him, he had to take a different course. That's that's yeah. entirely possible. Yeah, but I did think it was weird. <coughs> I, I wondered if that was maybe what he was trying to do, like just see if he's having doubts about the mission. But he did seem to give a lot of detail about. I mean, are you okay? Like, don't you think it's kind of weird that all these people were asleep before they came on? Like, it's like, okay, well, no, 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 no. Like, okay, no, I don't think it's yeah. weird either. Like, no, not at all. <laughs> you think it's weird? I don't think it's yeah. weird. And there is. Um, this sequence in particular, there's a lot of really good, very subtle, like, not verbalized acting where you're kind of like, you can see them turning the gears in their head or like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Especially after Frank's incident, but. Um, Hal did especially good acting too with that red eye look. I mean, that should have, <laughs> yeah. that, should have won, that should have won him an Academy Award red right flag there. Number that was, one. Uh, it's got a red mm-hmm. eye, it's a bad guy. Yeah. His, his Instagram makeup. <laughs> the red eye look is that what we're calling <laughs> yeah yep. so yeah then they have the uh, the non-issue with the, the unit with the antenna and mm-hmm. I definitely lost track of these people here because they had the colored spacesuits. and so was it Dave that went first to take the unit out because he was in red because he was in red and, and the, the second time it was Frank or did they switch suits? It should have been Frank both times. But yeah, I think not. it was Frank both times. Okay. Well, he was wearing a different spacesuit. Yeah. Because it, it, it was Frank both times. Their suits I mean, weren't assigned, though. The other, the other one was in the wash, I guess. Yeah. I thought the one guy went out the first time, and then they sent the yeah. second guy. It didn't really matter. But. Yeah. Frank was the one with all the uh, mechanical knowledge. Yeah. Um, did anyone else think that his uh, extra vehicle activity technique, his EVA technique was super dangerous. Like, I'll He was really him. far from the ship. Yeah, well, was he? And he didn't <laughs> have a tether. Like, yeah, it's like, I'll just tether. jump to it. Right? It's fine. Well, I mean, you don't, you don't really need a tether. Yes, you do. Didn't you a... see gravity? I need a tether. I ain't going out of the ship without one. <laughs> I'll have a tether. You're going to float off and never find your way back. It's like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I, honestly, she was tethered in the beginning, and uh, it didn't matter. Yeah. It did not matter. You know what? The, you feel the, a little better about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an unnecessary risk that he took. Yeah. Yeah, they drove so slow. Yeah. Yeah, about ten seconds into that scene, Daniel's like, do I have to hear him breathe the whole time? Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Although, it, it's one of those things I think does pay off, because when he has his incident, you're used to him breathing the whole time, breathing, 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 and then when right. Al attacks just, him, yeah. it's just silent. I want to know what happened. His tube was out. And just, just hit him with the ship? Flying. I, I yeah. guess. He just cracked him. Just yeah. Yeah. Just cracked him, pulled his air tube out, and... Yeeted him away. That's what the kids yeah. are saying these days, yeet. It's like, they yeah. Oh, the, the ship pulled out my air tube. Just are weird. your kids saying yeet all the time? No. No, our kids are saying bruh, though, and I need to start hitting them more, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bruh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Maybe I called me bra the other day. I'm like, who are you talking to? I'm not your bra. Bra. <laughs> It's the kibosh on that, huh? Yeah. At least we're calling you that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can be a bro. You should hear what we call them, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quickly moving on. <laughs> uh, I made a note that the mission control guy seemed to be going out of his way to talk like a fighter pilot, and I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the intermission, which again was pretty neat that they just put it in there. I was like, oh, is this only halfway over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, time to get up to OP, folks. Yeah. Get more popcorn. Was yep. that Get more booze. Is that like uh, yeah. they put it there because this is where, you know, your Betamax is going to run out? Well, I, read, I heard at least somewhere, like, for a long time they thought people could only really handle, like, an hour, hour and a half at one time of a movie. Mm-hmm. So they just wanted to give people a chance to, like, yeah, just get up, stretch your leg, yeah. visit to go to the bathroom, refill on your drink, and come back and feel more energized for that. Because for a long time, like movies were like an hour, an hour and a half. Right. So like that's what people are used to, and they're like they can't handle these longer ones or something. They underestimated how long we can be sitting and being lazy. Right. Because boy, can yeah. we? Yeah. You just yeah. Have to work his ass up on the screen. Yeah. For three hours, I could have just kept going. Like I didn't even feel like three hours. Mm-hmm. That's America's ass. <laughs> it was so America's right? ass. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Oh, shit. Uh, Endgame spoilers. You have to put that in. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think after today, the, seen, the ban for spoilers is lifted. I haven't seen it. Jeez. I'm not expecting to see America's ass. Come on. Have you not seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh-huh. We keep trying to go to it, but every time we finally settle on a day and a time, we look at the, the available seats, and there's, like, none. Yeah. So, yeah. It's made, like, $2 billion. Like, $2 billion. And yeah, the first weekend. It's gonna. It's pretty good. You should get on that because they're gonna allow spoilers right. on the internet tomorrow. I'm trying to get on that. They're gonna open up the internet. The Russo brothers said. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather talk about that than this, but let's continue. <laughs> well, when they write, bad. I was gonna say when they write an endgame <laughs> book. Although there's plenty of comic material we could go through if you want to join us for that one. Is Chris Evans in it that I can watch? In the comic book, no. That I'm not interested. In. <laughs> no, I have, one, I have one priority. <laughs> uh, so, so they uh, they figured out that yeah, Hal's telling them that uh, their shit is faulty when it's not. Right. And then they're like, okay, we need to have a serious talk about Hal. Let's take all of the time to go into this pod, close it up so he can't hear us, but let's also rotate it so he can still see us talking. Like, he was watching that whole they just time. Kept the... I guess they figured he couldn't read lips. Oh, well. <coughs> and the <coughs> worst speaking, was it was coming from the side. Like, they, they were not very smart. They probably it, deserved their fate. They've obviously never watched yeah. an NFL game where the coach is calling in plays like... Mur, 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 mur. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't read their lips, but I'm not a computer, <laughs> supercomputer. I'm actually <laughs> curious if uh, that was actually what they were saying when they had the close in. Uh-huh. Like, like I wonder if someone who actually reads lips is they're just like they're talking about I don't know like what they're gonna have for dinner later or something. Rhubarb. The latest Jets game. <laughs> peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Boots and cats. Boots and cats. Boots and cats. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what you're talking about. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah. So there's the accident, and then uh, it wasn't an accident. 
Well, don't tip to the president. It was murder. Murder it was most a murder. foul. Uh, and then I thought Dave just kind of like, oh shit, and he went right away without even grabbing his helmet, and that seemed really reckless for him. That was not yeah. a good move. That was not book Dave. So the Hal's all like, you can't come back because you don't have a helmet, and, and I'm he not going to yeah, he's one fuck well, for the PG-13 movie. Part, part of that was they were they were kind of tightening it up, right? Like, the book went on for longer. He goes out, and then he comes back in, and then, uh, like, yeah. Hal ends up, like, letting all of the air out of the ship, essentially, and he has to, like, right. find safety somehow. So this was, air. like, a shorter way to replicate that right. uh, sequence of events. Yeah. yeah. Um, they was pretty smart, though. And, yeah, he was much more ruthless about killing all the hibernating people, too. He's like, okay. Yeah, it was. Enough of y'all. Like, well, they're yeah, all on the ship, and these guys are dead now. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry about you, Sorry about you. Sorry about you. Yeah, so <laughs> that whole scene was really interesting and pretty intense, especially if you're like, I believe you've left your hump behind, Dave. How will you get in? Yep. And I really yep. liked, uh, again, the eye-acting. Ian Summerhold level of eye acting, I thought. Pretty good. Well, Dave's like, what the fuck am I getting back in here? He figured it out. And uh, I well, really like... that's what I said, though. I'm like, you know what? Just hold your breath. <laughs> that's essentially what he did. Yeah. That's what I told him you to do. Can... Like, just, just get yeah, it. Just, you just can hold do your that. Breath. Yeah. You actually, you actually have to breathe all of the air out of your lungs, I think. Yeah. Otherwise, you will... Uh, lived, so... Whatever you did. It'll, it'll explode or collapse your, your lungs or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But you can do it, and that's the thing I think a lot of people, your average layman doesn't really realize is that that is feasible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what Dave did and stuff like, like that. a very short period of time. Right. Yeah. Once again, go back Which to was the very short. film, Event Horizon, and that's all you need to know. You can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. That's another movie in space. Yep, okay. you can do it. Uh, Not going to be fun or pleasant, but it can be done. I, Better than being dead. I either missed where he got his green helmet from, or they just kind of let that be in the jump cut. Yeah. I appreciated that up through the whole movie, you had these, like, very steady, still shots, slow pans. Yeah. Very in control and calm. And then when he's, you know, reboarding the ship like a pirate of old, he's like, I'm going to fuck this thing up. Like, it goes to, like, handheld and shaky Mm -hmm. and dynamic. Kind of I also like that he didn't say anything. Computer's talking to him, and he's like, Mm-mm. "Yes." No. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, think about it. Like he's he's kind of like putting him down, right? Like he's he's yeah. uh, he's he's euthanizing essentially his friend at that point. Yeah, he did a great like, job memorizing which numbers he needed to pull yeah. out. That was a lot of numbers. <laughs> it kind of seemed like he's like, "These are the ones I have to say. Everything else got to go." But yeah, you're right. That's a really calm execution. A very important job. Very yeah. High risk situation. Yep. Um. So, did, how did you guys find the scene where he is dismantling Hal? Like in the book, it was really, really creepy. Somehow, like just letting the film play out and have it just like you know what's happening because he's just going to talk you through it. Like your mm-hmm. vocal quality slowly diminishing felt even more creepy. What are your thoughts on Yeah. That? I I thought it was really sad, honestly. I did too. Yeah. I thought he deserved it. Like you said. <laughs> right. No doubt. It has to be done, but it is like I said, it's like he's he's euthanizing his friend, his other crewmate. Yeah. And you can really tell, and especially when Hal's like 
kind of like basically like the lights fading, Dave. I'm scared, essentially. Uh-huh. You know, going all the way back to his first memories, and then his voice gets all slower and shit too. And it's like this is sad because like I don't feel like there's any. I don't know if you put all those chips back in if uh, you'd be coming back from that yet. Anyways, I don't know. Right. I don't know if that's how the howls work or not. I mean, they did. They did point out that, like, uh, in the in the book, they pointed out like he'd never been shut down, and uh, he didn't yeah. he didn't know that there was like a way to come back. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Frank and Dave talk about that in the pod. Like, I don't know what else going to happen, but you could justify the computer being terrified at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. these are basically beings. I mean, they're not just a machine. The fact that we made a computer to have emotions, like, that was our bad. We shouldn't have done that. Probably shouldn't have done that. That might have been the point. Yeah. That might have been the point. What we do, get it close enough, but not quite there. Yeah, make make it smart enough to do all the work and not smart enough to, like, want to murder everybody. Right. Right. Or to have a psychological break because they can't deal with information and then murder everybody. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, he's putting pulling all the different see-through CPUs out of Hal's motherboard or whatever and then you have the secret mission tape that just pops on in the corner yeah that was weird which was yeah weird, I thought that was different I thought playing just a, mi- a pre-recorded message made a little more sense to me than in the book where they're like oh okay Dave we, we did some shit back on earth uh, this is what really happened <laughs> so I didn't tell understand you the message what were they telling me in the message it's them talking about uh, <laughs> talking about the finding the TMA one on the moon and the real reason they're going out there. Yeah. But I actually kind of like the way the book handled it better because I feel like that was that's the way to do it. It's like, oh, sorry about your computer. Uh, we think this is why this happened, and you're actually on a secret mission that you weren't going to find out about. Yeah, Which I think the crew woke up, but here's the stuff, and we're sending you all the files and read that you got a month. Read this at your leisure. Yeah. You know, yeah. get prepared. I think I think again it was more for like the flow of the movie, right? Like no, they totally. had to compress yeah. the time a little bit and like leave some of that stuff out. And so I think Yeah, definitely. I think I think it was handled adequately the way that it was done. Oh. Plus in the book he was going to Saturn so he had a lot more time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would have after I got that message and dismantled the computer, I'd have been like, And I'm on my way back to Earth. Sorry about it. We're done with this. <laughs> yeah. Send someone else. Nope, can't turn it around. Yeah, All space travel's said. hard like that. Daniel, I wondered if he was just going to get in his pod and just turn around and be like, Should I'm I, out. Like, I'm out. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> they talk in that secret video about, you know, contact with aliens and whatnot. Exactly yeah. why I would have been yeah, like, no. Like, all right, let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> See, two different... That's that's why they wouldn't send you on that mission, I think. They wouldn't, because I, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even volunteer. First of all, they they would just ask aliens. you on day one, like, how do you feel about meeting aliens? Like, it's a hard pass for me, guys. Yeah, and then you're you're just right out. Yeah. Like, wait, is it, yep. like, Chris Hemsworth aliens, or... He's not an alien. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he's is. He's on another planet, yo. Oh, yeah. And he's from I Australia. Was <laughs> like, he's, like, the guy that... that uh, I haven't seen that one yet, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's an alien in that, too. Mm, he might be. I mean, he's so good looking, so... I mean, it is not from this Earth, that's for sure. That's right. Like, All these Chris's. It's like a pirate mixed with, mixed with an angel. All the, all the Hollywood Chris's. Yep. Just don't know what to do with those guys. Present company included. Oh. Okay, so can we get into Jupiter Beyond the Infinite, which I feel like we talked about a lot already. 
and it'd be yep. very hard to really dissect much of this without you know just going straight up our own asshole. Yeah, it was it was like being at the Omnimax. You remember that intro? Yes, it was. I loved that intro. They say I liked that better than I liked this. That thing used to make me really dizzy. The intro, even. and then they'd light up the big speakers behind it too before yeah. they did that. Yeah, yeah really that cool. was awesome. Yeah. Oh, the Omnimax—it's still there. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So anyway, Jupiter. 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 So some things that I noted from there, I liked the callback of the alignment of the planets in that scene. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Calling back to the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought they could have done a little more to really highlight that, oh, here's an obelisk, because as Danielle said before, she completely missed it. I'm like, that's just like the camera. Like, yeah. Something's wrong. And maybe... They should have left it on a moon. Some kind of scene where you could really tell that he was like, like touching it or going into it or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> How did he go into it anyway? It was a flat... Thing, yeah, exactly. How did he? It turns into a transport thing. It's in the book. It's, it's like it's magic technology. Hey, pull you in. Yeah, it's, it's like the Legoliers. Oh, magic technology. It's exactly like the Legoliers. Yeah. The Legoliers. You know, Stephen King's. The I know what it is, but I don't. It's know almost like a, like a time, like it cuts the little thing open in time. They just whoop. Is that what they did? Yeah. Did they have a visual? Yeah, they ended up... yeah, it was awesome. I remember the Pac-Man guys like. Yeah. And then, like, don't ever fly into the past because you'll be eaten by rabid Pac-Man. I I liked the Langoliers a lot. A lot better than this. Cousin... (laughs) Well, that's a hot take. That is the one Stephen King-based movie I have seen the most of, is the Langoliers. It's a short story, so it's a a candidate for this podcast. It's not... We should do that. It was like a made-for-TV movie, right? That's what I saw. Yeah, it counts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Counts. Yeah. Uh, I liked that one. Yeah, that movie was fun discussion. Styling of the night. Stabbing blind ladies. It was not nice to stab that sweet blonde lady. Blind. Yeah. She had short hair. Blind, blind and she had short hair. Was it, she, she was, was kid, was she not? Yeah, she was young. Yeah. Anyway, join us next yeah. time for more Langoliers talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Captain America's ass. And yes. <laughs> we can talk always talk about that. Hot guys and bad movies. Uh, the Langoliers was better than this. <laughs> I stand by it. Some parts of it were okay. Uh, I would have the same questions of the guy flying the plane. Like, why does being asleep help? And how come, where did he go? Like, did he go to the space child, star child place also? Or what? In the Langoliers? He's just, he's gone. He's just gone. Because he, he was awake. You couldn't be awake. You had to be asleep. I know, but why? No. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Reasons. As with always with Stephen King, the answer is cocaine. Cocaine. Lots yeah. of cocaine. Anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> And the 80s. Uh, before we get into the Laser Floyd, like, I was wondering if you looked at the sheet music that the vocalists had for that scene. Like, what does that look like? Oh. Is it just one of those things where it's like all the notes? Maybe. At the same time? I think, uh, I would have to check that, actually. Like, it it might actually be explicitly written out, or it it might just be like, yeah, fuck around. (laughs) That's what it sounded like they did. Except in Italian. Yeah. Then you're in it in Italian? No, no, no. The the music. Just the musical terminology yeah. for oh. fuck around, whatever that is. Like, oh. It'd be like forte, fuck around forte. That's yeah. Loud, yeah. Good try. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Do it loudly. Oh, okay. Yeah. See? <laughs> I see. Yeah. I see. It wouldn't be piano. No. It's certainly not piano. <laughs> no, it's not piano. It's very. <laughs> well, I mean, 
I mean, there's there's a crescendo involved, right? Like it starts kind of quiet and then it gets louder. So I mean, it, it might start like... at piano, and, and then, then you're like, oh, anyway, it's stop. But would it, it be just stop. percussive, just like an X, and then squiggly lines? It didn't stop. It kept going yeah. at top volume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's the whole section of them doing different color overlays on the same thing or similar things, and. I guess that's a spot in his eye. Spot he needed eye. to get that checked out. He might have had an astigmatism. Yeah. Um, right. There. <laughs> and the, the trippy flying over the Grand Canyon and then other natural landscapes. He's like, you should, you should lay in there. It's perfectly flat. Now you've missed your opportunity. <laughs> I guess that was supposed to stand in for him flying through the spaceports and <coughs> all the different plants he was seeing, but... Yeah. Not as, not as good, though. Yeah. I could have used just, I don't know, maybe a little... A little CGI would have gone a long way. They didn't know what that was in the 60s. <laughs> well, go figure. They shouldn't remake this, though. Like, let's not. Even if they think they want to, like, oh let's just not do that. No, so no please, please don't give anyone any ideas. We have to take a quick aside, because you just reminded me of something I didn't put in my notes that I wanted to. Hmm. So, Daniel was talking to Coach about <laughs> having to watch this movie. And he's like, oh, yeah, 2001, they remade that movie recently, right? I was like, like, no, no. No? I was like, yeah, with, you know, the guy from Friends, Joey. But, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't know. When Don was talking about Lost in Space, it was the best thing. <laughs> and that was that was also not recent. That was, like, a very long time yeah, ago. that was, like, 1998? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so our coach is 27. A 27 British dude. And... I'm like, oh, he's making me watch this movie. He's like, oh, that's pretty good. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I've seen it. Like, it's got that, that guy from Friends. Joey from Friends. Like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It's just made in the 60s. Oh, like, oh. I don't think we're talking about the same movie. Like, no. No, we aren't. It's not good. So, not to pile on to a guy who's not here to defend himself, but that was uh, extra good, too. He's like, yeah, it was pretty good, right? No, it wasn't. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no. We're done talking now. <laughs> it did have space no, scary old It failed terribly and destroyed Lacey Chabert's career. Yeah. And had that weird monkey guy, like, with the cat eyes that blinked two different ways. Yep. I don't think I've seen it because it's terrible. Yeah, well. <laughs> I have. It had its I moments. saw it like it ago. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen it. I saw it in the theater. It is so 90s, though. It is so delightfully <laughs> 90s. I could rather watch Space Jam with Bugs Bunny, so... Okay, well, Space Jam has very little to do with space. Well, I'd still rather watch it <laughs> than that other one. Or this one. Fair even. enough. I don't know. I didn't really care for Space Jam. I'm not the only person in the world <laughs> But I believe it can fly. I'm yeah. not looking forward to Space Jam 2, <laughs> in the least. Is that going to be a with thing? With LeBron James. Oh, Lord. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens when people have ideas. We obviously didn't evolve like we should have. Yeah. <laughs> we could <laughs> we could use some space babies right about now. Yeah. I blame all the 20-year-olds who were three when that movie came out originally, so they don't really connect with it, uh-huh. but they watched a whole bunch like five years ago, and then they're like, oh, let's make another one. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything needs to be done again. And, and so I agree. The, uh, the original Space Jam website, I think, is still up. I think it is. It is. Yeah. It's almost so, like left up as a memorial to the uh, late 90s web. Yeah, so it's a it's a time capsule. Do you like yeah. how I get us off of uh, off on a tangent quite quite easily? <laughs> I'm really good at uh... Divergent. Isn't just your favorite movie? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I can feel a lot of different ways. 
So anyway, uh, I thought the getting back to our movie, the hotel scene, which we talked about a lot already, but I thought it played out a lot more like a horror movie. Since yeah, there was. Was that lot, a hotel? Well, in the book, it was described yeah, it was as a hotel. Supposed to be. I thought it was just like his house. Kind room. of a hotel. It was more like a. It's kind of a hotel room, but with a light up floor. Yeah, like a palace, more like almost. Kind yeah. of nice bed. Classical paintings in the background. Comfy. Yeah, nice bed. Yeah. Fancy goblets. Yes. But I guess because you're divorced of the actual narrative of the book explaining, like, okay, there's blue beer, and that's because they wanted to feed him, and they didn't know what food looked like. Right. And he got to eat, like, real food that wasn't drinkable. Right. So he was eating, like, green beans, just cutting those up. Yeah. You know, like you like you do. He cut up yeah. your green beans. I feel like this is the part where maybe uh, Arthur C. Clarke saw the movie and was like, oh, I'm going to change that part. It doesn't work so yeah. well. But, or make it more explicit. Put more details in, but it, yeah. to me, it felt more like a horror movie, and I guess that makes sense because if you were in that sort of a situation, it'd be kind of terrifying. I mean, like, sure, I just took all of the acid ever made, mm-hmm. yeah. and now I'm just said there's a bed. I, I'm somehow here. I didn't crash. My spaceship is exactly. In this room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my pod's in the corner. Mm-hmm. You but know, then it wasn't. Where did it go? It's like I know, right? jumping the different stages. But well, where did he put it? Here was the perfect opportunity. It just they, disappeared out of existence. They yeah. skipped him taking a shower like he did in the book. That could have been your ass shot. <laughs> you could have been like, yeah. I made it all the way through all this psychedelic stuff, and now I get to see the best part of the movie. Who knows? Maybe somewhere in a tin <laughs> is a edited strip of film where they shot that scene. I, I hope it's to be rediscovered. The 60s, though. They couldn't, uh, yeah. they couldn't have, yeah. they couldn't have shown, like, a full man ass. <laughs> right. There would have been rioting in the street if they did that. Yeah. They had, the science hadn't gone far enough along yet. They were under the impression that if you saw a fully naked man ass on screen, like, you would lose your mind. And, and you right. do sometimes. It'd be like space madness. Depends on the ass. Yeah. Depending on the ass. If it's, like, Kevin Costner ass in Prince of Thieves, not so bad, but... Or Dances with Wolves. Was his ass in that, too? Of course it was. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Kevin Costner's ass isn't anything it can be in. He will always whip it out. If at all possible. Even in the postman? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's there somewhere. Just look yeah. harder. I'm not seeing that. What about one. Swing Vote? Definitely. Definitely in Swing Vote. He's supposed to be like white trash. Like, they always have their ass out. <laughs> Who should I vote for to decide this election? I don't know. Time to take a shower. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nice. I like that we've talked about asses for the majority of this call. It's books, movies, and asses. That's what you should have yep. called it. Yep. We, actually, what you should do is read books and watch movies that definitely have an ass in them. All right. That should be there we go. a requirement. Yeah, we'll do that for you next time. <laughs> yep. Make what? sure it's a good I- ass. I don't want to look at a bad one. Oh, well. Yeah, I've got okay. standards. That might be too <laughs> limiting. <laughs> did, uh, did, um, did Legends of the Fall have a book? And is Brad Pitt ass okay? Ah, uh, that's tired. Well, it wasn't then. <laughs> I'm tired. I feel like maybe that's a book. Sounds oh, like it should um, be one if it's not. We can watch Troy. Yeah, And Troy. read the Aeneid. Oh, the whole thing. <laughs> could you be good. I, don't, I yeah. don't do that. The whole thing. I only read things that have, like, dukes in them. <laughs> There's princes and stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. There's not, princes like and generals and gods in the way. A, a, a V count, which I think should be this count because it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Y count? Yeah, I don't like, I think that sounds stupid. I think it should be this count. Is it like I count well, only? It's it's an English mispronunciation of a French word. Yeah, yep. they should they should do better. <laughs> yeah. Do Just like Marquis. This movie? We do. Oh, Just okay. a little. All right, well, let's finish <laughs> I still think <laughs> I count's better than Marquis. Marquis? Yeah. Marquis. I always call it a Marquess. Marquess? It sounds better that way, too. Does it? They should ask me how to pronounce I things. Should, I think they should just all be Marquis. But... Yeah, Marquis does sound better. Mm-hmm. Countess. I like a countess in books. That is easier to read, at least. <laughs> I countess there. Much easier to read. Um... How about a duchess? Oh, I love the duchesses. <laughs> Good. They leave, and when I read these books, they're like, there's never a duke. I'm like, I've got a thousand books where I read about dukes, so don't tell me there aren't dukes around. There's tons of dukes. Dukes are rare, though. There's only, like in the UK right now, there's only 23 dukes. Like, uh, every book I read has a duke. So, I I, think it's very, all very, there's only 23 duchesses. Do any of the books you read have the duke? (laughs) The duke? No, I'm not the duke. The duke. Hey, let's see. No. Duke from the Bushes Bees oh. commercials. I like when they call them Your Grace. He die. Your Grace. I like the things they say in these books. All these British people, they're just so silly. <laughs> they're so, silly. so, as you can tell, Danielle was riveted through this whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> riveted. So, I think I mentioned this earlier, but I thought the way they set up Dave looking at the different iterations of himself was smart. And probably the best way you were going to be able to, like, oh, okay, he's changing. And it's still him. Still him. Still him. All right. Plus Space time is a relative concept. Scene. The end. I'm the like, end. what the hell? Meh. 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 The end. And Space baby. Yeah. I was not amused. <laughs> I was not amused by that. <laughs> Magic technology. I was like, oh, the beginning was bad, and like the moon was worse, and Hal was much better, and then uh, you lost me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like they did a good job making the space baby, though. It looks pretty, uh, kind of real there, so. Yeah. It had one weird mess up. On CG era. It, it had his eyes, too. Yep. Yeah. That way you know it's him, because it's got yeah. his eyes. Yeah. It was better than the model of Sonic they put out. So you put on there that he's, yeah. that he is changing so much, but I just saw that as he just got old. Yeah. He was just aging, because that's what happens. Yeah, but he carried deathbed Dave to... Spacesuit day, like he's changing a lot. Dead. Yeah. And then a baby. Reborn as a baby. Yeah. Yep. In space. Yep. Is it going to be delivered like in Dumbo by the storks? <laughs> space placenta. What I don't know. There? Like, like, here's this baby. Well, no one will ask questions. This is fine. And we're all fine. This <laughs> 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 just, just came through the atmosphere somehow. somehow. And it's still right. alive. But it's fine. We're fine. Just, let's just move on. How it is. It's fine. Like, how big is it supposed to be, too? Like, it's kind of hard to tell at that scale. Like, is it regular baby size? Giant? giant? I got the impression it's supposed to be giant, but who knows? Yeah, I think I think it is supposed to be giant, but I also think it's it's just a visual metaphor, because he's kind of a yeah. beyond a body, right? Like, the whole point is that he's, he's still, uh, you know, nascent, right? Ah, yeah. In his new form. Until he decides what to be, he is a space baby. He was going yeah. to crush the Earth. That was his what he was going to do. I think so. Mm, I, we'll never know. 
I mean, there's more movies. Never... You're not going to watch them. There's, <laughs> there's only one more movie. Got Roy Scheider in it from Jaws. Yeah. Wait, what, what was the next one? Was it 2010? 2010. 2010. The year we make yeah. contact. Yeah. And there's more books, too, apparently. Yep. If you listen yeah, to the podcast, Chris books. runs through all of them. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> why would there be more? Hey, I love these books. I've read them all. So. Have you? Yeah. Chris they don't have any dukes in them, though. No, there's no dukes. <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't look very long. It's not. The words aren't that small either. It still either, took so us like three months to read it all together, but you know. I could read this in a week at the gym. That's why I read all my books at the gym on the treadmill. So, final thoughts about the movie. How did, overall, how did it compare to the book? Which did you like better? Starting with Chris. I liked the book better, but I usually end up liking books better because of details Mm -hmm. that I get to learn about. But it's just barely. I mean, the movie is such a beautiful cinematic piece that it just... I don't know, you feel different things with them, of course. Mm-hmm. But I will definitely say having read the book before rewatching the movie was was nice, because my brain could go, oh, well, yeah, this I understand this better. Like, I get this visual they're going for. Or, well, I would have liked to have seen, like, certain aspects from the book kept a little more in the movie in certain scenes. Like, it's like, oh, okay, well, it makes sense why they wouldn't do that, because, like Chris said, time and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep the flow going. Yep. Um, but, Yeah. They're all kind of their own thing now. I don't remember a little intimidated by the movie's iconic steps, but who knows? It won an Academy Award for visual effects. True. It definitely deserved. I mean, the visual effects are outstanding in that movie. I liked the ship. It looked like Star Wars. Danielle was scandalized when she read that on the back. I was like, this won an Academy (laughs) Award? Who would vote for this? But it was visual effects like, all right. Yeah. All right. Yep, Star Wars definitely ripped it off. (laughs) Yeah. The spaceship scenes where they're first going to Jupiter. Mm-hmm. They just reversed yeah. it to go the other way, and then it's Leia escaping from Darth Vader in the beginning of A New Hope. There you go. I haven't watched any of those, so I don't know what you're talking about, really. Yeah. Chris has lost all faith. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. I watched the new Star Wars, and they're fine. The controversial well, they're far from each other, so... Controversial they're, they're all right. Yeah. Other Chris, final thoughts. Which do you like better? So I, I actually like the movie better. Um, I think I think the book as like a science fiction thing, like it, it's good, but it, it doesn't. Uh, uh, I don't I don't think that it would have the status that it does if it wasn't for the movie. Hmm. I think the movie is so uh, <laughs> visually interesting and well made, and like again, like with the visual storytelling, the way that uh, all of these things are are just done so well. All of the interesting aspects of the movie, I guess, are, they kind of elevate the book, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I'm going to say I agree with that. Um, Just going back and looking at it, like I'd seen the movie before, hadn't read the book. When I went into the book, I expected a lot more meat based on the suggestions that you get from the movie. Like, uh, and it's certainly there in the book, but... The book just felt like it was for something that was dealing with, you know, a human evolving into a different being in space. It felt very light and fast-paced and didn't dwell too long on any single thing. Whereas the story that the movie decided to tell, they let it breathe and let it take its time. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That became torturously boring in some parts. <laughs> uh, like, it's hard to question the, the genius of Kubrick putting it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because some things now feel a little bit, you know, antiquated at the time. Yeah. Like, uh, when I went and saw Interstellar, the parallels between the movies are night and day, but mm-hmm. a lot of the things in that movie I appreciated more because you could tell it was, you know, an homage to this movie. Right. Which one was Interstellar? Right. Interstellar, you know, with, uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey goes, goes into a black hole. Goes into or whatever hole. it was. I can't oh, remember. I liked that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a similar type of story in general, except it was like the whole human race getting into space and doing this stuff. But he was, you know, his own David Bowman. Right. He had his own yep. assistant computer, but who was nice instead of murderous. Yes. Well, he had like a, you know, a psychotic dial that you could actually turn down or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. They learned from uh, the psychotic. movie. We got to adjust your, uh... <laughs> right. Right. But, um, make you a little more robotic here. It did have I a think... murderous Matt Damon though. So <laughs> yes, I think, sure I think I'm a, a, maybe a strange person in that. Like I, I didn't find any of uh, the movie 2001 boring. Like I, I'm actually riveted like every time I watch it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what's different between me and other people that like <laughs> find it boring at any point. Yeah. Well, there's certainly enough there that if it rewards rewatching and yeah. a, more investigation, either into the story that is being um, assumed by the visuals or the way they made the films through the, the in-camera tricks. Right. The research they did for what space travel might be like before they actually did it. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Just the, the visual cues, um, the design of the sets and all that stuff. It's super iconic and the reason why I think it's still pertinent. It'll always be a classic and probably will never be remade because people will be like, A, they wouldn't want to see it again. Right. <laughs> It'd be hard to get people excited for the same story over again. But B, like, I don't think any director could do any better job, so. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope that they never touch it again. Like, please don't. Uh-huh. Daniel, final I, thoughts? I just read four pages of the book, and I don't like the writing style. I was bored. <laughs> so, <laughs> I also don't Gotta like... get through the first part. I was four. reading, and it was talking about Hal, and it was boring. Oh. Um, <clears throat> uh, and I thought the movie was boring, so I'm just going to close this chapter of my life forever okay. on this. And... <laughs> There's, there's, there's nothing more that I, that I have to say about it. It'll go down as three and a half hours of your life, including this recording. Right. That, I mean, this recording is the best part of that movie. So, yeah. And the four pages of the book I just read. And the four pages of the book. All right. So. Yeah. Changing gears. It's time for our other section. What else is good? Other Chris, what else is entertaining you right now? Me? Yeah, you. Oh man! Well, I started reading the uh, the second book of the uh, Earth's Remembrance trilogy by uh, Cixin Liu. Oh, is that the three body? That's oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one I mentioned before. The three body problem. Uh, the second book is called The Dark Forest, and uh, it's very interesting so far. So I'm still uh, I'm still enjoying the series. Are they making a movie of that in China, or have they made one of the first so one? So I, I like, could that, read that uh, and watch it. I, I heard that uh, the three body problem. They are trying to make a movie, but it's like kind of in production hell. Oh, and, okay. Uh, 
I would watch. Yeah, I, I imagine that it'll be like a, a really big budget affair because uh, because yeah. the author is really popular. Yeah, uh, and it's got a lot of acclaim globally too. I mean, yeah, the first the first book I think uh, what it won a Hugo and was nominated mm-hmm. for a Nebula or you know the other way around. I don't remember. There's no Dukes in science fiction. You put a Sometimes. Duke in science fiction, it may be yeah. interesting. There's a, there's a Duke in Dune. There's Duke? Yeah, see? And what? You can read yeah. Dune. There's and a Duke. Barons, and there's all sorts of nobility in different yeah. sci-fi franchises. Yeah. Does it happen in the 1800s in England? Because that's what I like. Space. No. no, it happens like no. 30,000 years in the future. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. They, they wear silly clothes and they say the silly same. things. They do that there, too. <laughs> Chris, what else is good? Stuff. Stuff. I'm going on trip next month, so that'll okay. be fun. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to Israel and then to London. Ooh. Yeah. To do what? Just to hang out? Or? Are you going to eat all the food? That's what I like to do when I go. On well, the I've never been to Israel, so just to see it. Uh-huh. I'm only going to be there for like five days, so I'm going to see a little bit of Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Go to a kibbutz. Probably not. Probably won't have time for that. All right. But maybe the next time I go, type of deal. Okay. Um, and yeah, try to eat lots of interesting food. Mm-hmm. Maybe settle the whole hummus wars for them. Figure out which is better. <laughs> hummus, none of it. Hummus. Oh, I like hummus, so I will have probably have a lot of that. Yeah. And flop. I love that there. And then. I figured on my way back, go to London for a weekend because I'm see some stuff I didn't see when I went when I was eighteen. Nice. So, are you going by yourself? Yes. Wow. That I am. Completely by myself. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> then you, you know what? You don't have to please anyone else. You can do what you want to do. True. You do you, man. Yeah. And if I that's what I like about it. I'm like, if I get tired or something, I can stop for a bit, and no <laughs> one will care. That's exactly right. <laughs> No one will be like, no, we got to schedule, man. Get back on the bus. We got to get going. I'll be like, fuck this. I'm going to have coffee or something. Very yeah. cool. Daniel, what else is good? What else is entertaining you right now? Game of Thrones. Yeah? I'm, I'm actually oh, ready for it yeah. to be over, though, because I'm tired on Mondays because I have to stay up and watch it. It's really cutting into <laughs> when I like to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to get the Iron Throne? Uh, Ghost. <laughs> from your lips to God's ears, my dear. Ghost is going to sit on the Iron Throne. Everyone's going to be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we'll see Jamie's ass before the end, or uh, we might see? I mean, we could see as much of Jamie's ass as they want to show. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got I have side booty, so oh, oh, I don't want to see any more of that. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> she looks like she's fourteen. Please don't show me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she's not. <laughs> but she looks it though, and it just feels wrong. Yeah. And that she guy, does. she's like Clearly, 20, she's and that so guy right. that she's she was doing now. was like 33, it's just like weird to me. Yeah. The age difference, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. I can't handle yeah. it. I'm so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so right. The internet has been uh, a sea of fury. Are what? you okay with Aya killing the Night King? Did I hope you didn't spoil more? it for any of these people. By the time I edit this, it'll be over. Like No, for like the people that we're talking to, have they watched it? Have you watched it? Yeah. I'm up to speed. Okay. Yes, I was. I thought she was a great choice for it. Okay. Yeah. I I think it was awesome. I'm glad it wasn't Jon Snow. I'm sick of that. 
<laughs> like, I liked it that he was stuck. Yes. And, and Daenerys is terrible at combat. Without her dragon, she's nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's true. I liked Ina doing it. Yep. She's a badass. She fires, but, you know, yeah. she's not so good with the other stuff sometimes. Right. Yeah. I was not upset with that choice, but I'm very confused what they're going to do for the next three episodes. It's going to be Cersei. She's the big battle. They have to go do the same thing to Cersei, so. I mean, I and now they have, like, a lot less people to do it with. Right, and True. Cersei's going to kill one of those dragons, I bet. Most likely. She's got that thing that shoots them, and so one of them's going to go. She it's probably going to be the dragon. main one. So one of them might be there long enough. One might be there long enough to help do the finish her off, but she might end up killing both of them. Maybe no dragons by the time it's over. As long as Ghost is still alive, yeah. that's all. I mean, that's the only person I care about movie. anymore. Ghost. Just yeah, ghost. Okay. <laughs> Good puppy dog. Well, I have to keep voting um, for France for my friend Sam, just because uh, we share. Well, Sam. Oh, I love Sam. Because Sam is the one who's writing this story. That's true. That's yeah. my assumption. He's in the Citadel afterward, or whatever. Sam. Sam yeah. is a great, great. Sam is great, and Gilly, who's clearly pregnant in real life, and they're trying to hide it, but not doing a good job of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, like we can totally tell that you are so pregnant. I wish they would try harder. Yeah. To, yep. to hide that away, because shouldn't work it into the story. I don't know. They should have. Yeah. So the thing I'm enjoying right now. What's another one? Is this <laughs> collection of. Oh, Junjio or Junji Ito stories. Uh-huh. So he of the uh, Uzumaki fame, where yeah. in, which is the only yeah. more uh, so... movie I've seen where people got killed by shapes. Yeah, <laughs> those circles and are treacherous. <laughs> the they get killed by shapes. It's very disturbing. Yeah. So uh, I got this yesterday, and I've read all the way through it already. But uh, he's got an interesting style where it's sort of like Twilight Zone, sort of like The Ring mashed up, and, you know, like with any of those types of things, like, sometimes it works okay, sometimes it completely doesn't, yeah. but when it does work pretty well, it's very satisfying. Right. So, he's good at having these little Lovecraftian nuggets of, oh, well, what if this, what if this thing happened and how terrifying that would be? But what I love is everyone is at peak terrified at all times in all of his stories. Mm-hmm. So it's very pulpy. It's not very, not very good literature, but it's interesting and entertaining. And I'll be rereading it a couple of times still. So did you already read all of it? Yeah. You just got it. I know. Yesterday. Yeah. All right. They're not that in depth. That it takes a long time to read. It's just comics. So. But What's the visual? It's one of those things. Just like with Lovecraft, there's a lot of his stories where it's like, oh, okay, so I guess it was like a weird dog yeah, in a cave. That's all right. You, have you just there. kind of have to take his word for it that it was scary. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, There's one I'm going to recommend in particular out of here called Earthbound, uh, where it was like if the happening was actually kind of scary... Uh-oh. It mm-hmm. wasn't though, and not just because of wind. <laughs> it's like people just randomly start getting locked in these spots and can't move and refuse to move, and focuses on this lady who's like with a uh, uh, social working company that's helping these people who've been <clears throat> locked into the earth, huh? And trying to figure out 
why they're doing it and how they can help because they won't talk and they won't eat. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, very intriguing. It's one of my uh, probably one I like the most. The one I like the least is about this weird guy who starts a haunted house and for some reason has nails growing out of his mouth that he can spit at people. What? Yeah, that seemed pretty yeah. stupid, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Juji Ito, if you just Google him, you can find this stuff online, too. I got involved in a, uh, let's get people signed up for Legal Shield scheme, so I should probably say we should sign up for Legal Shield. It's like law insurance, and that's my spiel. All right. Thanks again, guys. I will, I do have to say that, uh, this has been a hell of a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kind of shoot yeah. shit, talk about the books. Not only doing the recording, but listening back to it has been a lot of fun too. Yeah. So hopefully, I find I find that really surprising. Oh, that's <laughs> oh. I'm excited to hear what the edit's like, the final version. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks again. Enjoy the rest of your yeah. Sunday. Eat some Mexican food. Do have a margarita. I'll try to do that. That'd be delicious. Okay, that was our session for today, and that brings our first season to a close. I wanted to take this chance to say, this has been way more work than I ever expected, but it has been loads more fun than I had hoped. Thank you for taking a chance on us. We just hope you've gotten even a fraction of the entertainment from this that we did while you were listening in. Our second season recordings are already underway, and we'll endeavor to have those out to you as soon as humanly possible. In the meantime, your homework, find us on Facebook under RTFB and add a comment, or send us an email at contact at rtfbpod.com and let us know what you think we should read next. And if you were so inclined, you'd be doing us a real solid by telling a friend to give us a listen. Even if you're just telling them to listen how nerdy these old nerds sound talking about grandpa books or whatever. We don't mind, we just like attention. And now it's time for On Second Thoughts. I went back and freeze-framed on Frank's birthday cake. It wasn't super clear, but the best guess I have is that he was celebrating his 30th birthday based on the number of candles I could make out on his space FaceTime screen. So, happy birthday, Frank. Congratulations on surviving at least 30 years on this crazy blue marble before being unceremoniously murdered by a computer suffering a mental breakdown. And great job on being the first man to reach Jupiter or Saturn, depending on the version. Today's episode featured seven more minutes of monkey noises than you were comfortable with. Thanks to Chris, Chris Ham, Chris, other Chris Jacobson, and Danielle, neither Chris Rowe, was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading.
shrug. Yeah. Ugh, Annihilation. Tanner was over the moon. Well, I I'm sure the, the book out. might be good, but I didn't... I The movie, I didn't care how it ended. Yeah. I picked up the book the other day off of the recommended shelf at the Barnes & Noble. So I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I'll read this even if we don't do it for the podcast. Oh my and the God. guy's like, Tanner, someone got your book. And Tanner ran over. He's like, oh, you got this book? It's amazing. Whoa. Tanner is our best friend now. Yeah. We like Tanner. Oh, that's cute. <laughs>